Yeah, hey, you tell them heaven is my destination. Until I reach there, I'm teaching this kingdom education. Hey, don't be scared to lay your hands on the sick. And don't be scared to cast the devil out quick. Cause your obedience will unlock a miracle, though. Don't act hysterical, radical, born again, fully. This is the Gospel Unbroken podcast with Kevin and Alex. Let's awaken the lion. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Gospel Unbroken. I'm Kevin, and as always, we got Alex here. What is going on, brother? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, another uh, good week, I would say. It was short. Got to spend some time with my family that I enjoyed spending that uh, quality and quantity time with them this week. I've, uh, it's been really good. Other than that, um, no complaints here. Life is good. I love it, dude. I love it. Um, it was good to be back at church. It was good to see you again. Good to see everybody else again. As you, you all know, I'd been out for quite some time doing some training. Um, yeah, so it was, it was good. It's been good here. Family's good. Uh, I want to read you a scripture. I've been, I've been reading this, and I, I want to read you this and get some thoughts. Romans seven nineteen, For I do, I do not do the good I want. But the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. What does that say? That's familiar. So in the sense of kind of going back to something you struggle with, but you, you consistently go back to it, right? Because you get to a point, and uh, I heard it said, you know, like uh, going back to the devil that you know, the one that you think you have control over, right? Um, and it, it's kind of, it's kind of, we all do it. So there's that, right? I don't think anybody, um, has, has it all figured out and they kind of bounce back to that one that they're so used to because it's like, Oh, I can control that. I, I control that, but you don't. Right. Like for me, like I would say one of them, like that would be for me would probably be, um, the way I talk. Um, one, the industry that I work in, there's the language is just isn't isn't um, Christ-like. Um, so um, I do catch myself saying uh, things uh, that I wish I, I'm not proud of, you know. But also, you know, growing up, it's funny because I would see like I would be at church, you know, and everybody would be like this like eloquent language, you know, no foul words ever. And then, like, you would leave the, the facility and the grounds, and then they would be like, you know, every word you could think of that was negative, it was like they were dropping them like, like it was nothing. So it's kind of made me think of that, right? Like, it's something that you can easy, you easily go back to, but you don't really see how it impacts you, you know? Because um, it, it, how we talk does play a factor into a lot of things. So that's kind of what, what, what my thought was. Um, but also makes me think of um, uh, James chapter 4, verse uh, 7. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, on You know, just speaking on you talking about it, you know, it's the way that you talk. I I also lived in that same world that same environment and you know i i think that 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 goes great with you know 
who you surround yourself with, right? You, when you're around, just just say that language, right? You're around all those guys that that use those words. I mean, it just becomes unconsciously a second language to you. And that can go in accordance with so many things. If If the guys that I'm hanging around are hitting the bars on Friday night and Saturday night, and they're calling you on Wednesday night, let's go get some wings and drinks. I mean, before you know it, like that's just, that becomes your, your new norm. So it's, you know, and on the good side, are you surrounding yourself with, you know, God-fearing Christian men? Because the, the, what pours out is going to be a lot different. So that, like, that's initially what I thought too, was like, who are we surrounding ourselves with? Yeah, like uh, the saying of uh, what you put in is also what comes out, right? So... That that's kind of what I think they're like referring to. Like, right, what are you pouring in to yourself? Is it good? Is it is it what God wants, or is it of the world? Because we all hit this point, and we like go back to, how did I get here? I don't know how I got here. Like, that's such was, a question, right? That yeah. so many men ask. I don't know how I got here. I was doing so good for like so long, and then I don't know. All of a sudden, I just you know. Realized I was doing all these things that I shouldn't be doing. But you allow yourself to do it once and twice and three times. And then in those first few times, you question yourself. What am I doing? Why? And then you stop. You you stop resisting and you start giving in. So that that happens a lot. Or maybe you don't even you maybe you don't even question yourself. Right, you you do whatever it is a couple times, and there's no repercussion for what you did, right? So then your brain switches to thinking, "Oh yeah, I got control of this," and so then then I think that's where you you again you you, you stop fighting back, and then before you know it, how'd I get here? How'd I end up here? Yeah, very common situation that you find yourself in, but. The thing is about that is, is you're not alone. Like, how many other people do that, right? How many of us struggle with that? I think it's pretty clear here in James. You know, he's like, "Hey, homeboy, resist the devil, and he will flee from you." And, and you're like, "All right, I got it." But then, it's not that easy. It's much more complicated because we make it complicated it 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 probably is easy right because there's some things you just you don't do right there's there you're like line in the in the sand i don't even i won't even call it a line in the sand because those can convey i would call it a a wall like i don't that's something i don't do right that's a line i don't cross so in thinking of that aspect right how do we take that same thought to other smaller things that we don't like that we struggle with, right? Like for example, the language thing. Like how do I how do I change that? I, I think that <clears throat> I think that you have to you have to th- to realize what the devil is trying to do, right? The devil's not gonna come at you full force from the start, right out the gate and, and expose you to what where he really wants you right so he's going to start small so again it is those small things first it's 
the language or it's the attitude or it's the, I had this disagreement with this coworker and when I got home, I realized like my heart was pretty hardened with some hate for this guy. And I think it's those little things and eventually that will build. So I think you have to go, you know, you got to go right back to scripture. Uh, Ephesians six ten through 12. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Yeah, so... <clears throat> that brings me back to the the thoughts of of praying or like pray about this stuff like it's the little things that get you like the things like the little things are are some of the things we don't always pray pray about because they're not in the forefront like the forefront is like we're not like let me put it in a different made let me paint a picture for you. We're looking at it in the sense of the war. The war is long-term, but there are battles throughout the entire war. So some battles are small, some battles are big. So we tend to focus more on the big battles and less on the small battles. The small battles are, I'm going to listen to this music today, but it talks a lot different than what the other music I can listen to it, right? I have two very different genres and the way they, what they sing about and is totally different. The words they use are totally different, right? And so if I allow the less uh, Christian songs play more, I begin to sing them more, then I begin to say those words. Those words become the words that I use on a regular basis. Then I notice that, oh man, I've kind of let this go on and on and on, which now it's become normal because the, you know, like the first time you're, it's good, it's going good, like no issues, right? It's not really changing anything. Then the second time, kind of the same, and then so on and so on. But then it hits a point where it becomes the same way that you speak. So that's one of those small battles, right? Like once, twice, three times, and then it's normal. So I think in that essence, we we allow ourselves to um, focus on the big battles and not the little ones. And those little ones, they matter because they become big ones later. If that Does that make sense? Does that like paint a little better of a picture of what I'm trying to say? Yeah. yeah. And I would, I would say like, you know, you said the, those small battles matter because they do become big battles and i would say that they they also they matter in the sense of we 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 are man right we are we are human so we need that what's what's the word reassurance right so if we can face these little battles and these small attacks in in the in the essence of giving it to Christ and in the essence of praying about it and we win these little battles that's just building that strength and that confidence that when the big battle does come I know I'm taking this to God I'm going to pray about it and I've seen him defeat these battles 
And so I think it's it's a huge confidence builder. It's a tool that you can use, but you got to take them to God, right? We've talked about that <clears throat> on multiple episodes now is pray, 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 be in the word, give it to God, but we have to do it, right? It goes back to, uh, I think I have control over this. This is such a small thing. Uh, it's just this word here and that word there. And like you said, we focus on the big, so we think the small, oh, I can handle that. I got control of that. No, nah, brother, you don't. You don't have control of anything. Yeah. Um, it, momentum. It's, it's, it's like That's a, it, momentum. It's like, a, it's like a football game. You watch a football game, and you're in the fourth quarter. You got 32 seconds. You're probably going to lose. But, hey, you give it another go, it's fourth and 31. And you throw it to the corner of the end zone, and hey, homeboy's there to catch it. And then all of a sudden, the momentum has changed. Everything has changed, right? I think I've seen this game before. Yeah, it happened this weekend. So, um, <clears throat> but, but no, for real, you're you're right. It it's a it's momentum, right? Like, and um, I think in our our relationship with God, sometimes we need some momentum to maintain and to keep going. Because sometimes the momentum isn't there, and it's hard to get going. Um, it's like the same. It's like the same thing we've talked about before. Like these, this temporary pain, like that is it right there. Your the momentum isn't there. You're struggling. It's hard. Like you know. But then once you get some momentum, it's going in the right direction. You're giving it to God, and things start to go better, and you feel like you're in a better place. But the thing is, you have to maintain that too. You can't just like hit the good spot and then be done. But in the same essence of momentum in a positive way, there's also momentum in a bad way. Like right. what you let in, like you let it in enough, it gains enough traction and then it starts rolling. And then sometimes it's something you can't stop. Like you just, like it's a, it's a big battle. Right. And now all of a sudden you are like, God, this is so important. You know, you begin to bargain. If if this goes away, I'll never do this. I'll never do that, right? We've all been there. Like, I'd love for somebody to tell me they've never had that conversation with God. Right. God, if if you save me from this, I'll never do that. I'll never do this again. I'll never do that. Oh, man. We're all human. So. Oh, yeah. I've, um, I've prayed that prayer before. Yeah. Oh, uh, we all have. So in that essence, right, your, your momentum, like, it has its goods and its bads. It, it does. Um, but... Um, like like it's saying in James, you know, you got to resist. Like that's where you you start to build some momentum, and you you got to think about the small battles, right? Rem, reminding yourself that God wins the small ones and the big ones is just is they're the same level of importance because you're not going to get where you want to be in your relationship by allowing yourself to lose small battles and focusing on winning these big ones because they all matter. Yeah, I you said resist, right? And oftentimes, we don't have the strength to resist. Oftentimes, we also don't have the strength or the fortitude or the the lack of pride to give it to God. So that, I think it goes back to who's in your corner. What What dudes do you have around you that you can take that to? Even the small battles. Right, even the little things, I can come to Alex and be like, "Hey, man, 
my my mouth has just been on fire and i got i my wife's checking me my 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 son just said this word and like i didn't even notice it and i man i what am i doing what do i do right even to take those ones because and not and and not thinking like hey this guy's gonna laugh at me because i'm having problems not saying a curse word here and there like no because if you got the right people in your corner they understand yeah man the devil is at work and now we need to band together and we're going to stand tall and we're going to stand firm and we're going to resist this together it's essentially wherever he gets a foothold right wherever that yeah. foothold is like it it doesn't it doesn't matter where it is as long as he gets it he's it, the the thing is gone the other the momentum will start to shift it's like cockroaches man you don't you don't wake up to a million cockroaches in your house you wake up with oh i found one and i killed it and then a couple of days later, oh man, there was five cockroaches in the kitchen, and then he killed them. And then before you know it, you you your your home is infested with cockroaches. The devil is a cockroach, and he's gonna send one little guy at a time until he plants a seed, and he he sets up home base right where he wants it. Yeah, I I agree with that. But I want to go back to what you said about the people around you. You really do got to lean in on your fellow uh, men. Um, uh, today, I, I talked to a few few men. Um, I actually talked to one of them for an extensive amount of time, and it's funny because he and I were talking, and he made the comment like, I've been there. Yep, I know what that's like. And I'm like, yep. Uh. So, you know, and, and he spoke some wisdom uh, into my life, and... and um, really just kind of spoke some truth and kind of made me take a step back and look at it a little different, which is nice, right? Because I didn't think of, of it in that perspective. But there are others who have uh, struggled with some of the same things that you're going through, and they, they will help you um, and kind of give you some some assistance on getting out of there and getting to where you need to be. But the biggest part of that whole process is the conversation, like the hard part. Um and honestly, don't really know how we got there. Actually, I do know how we got there. Um, he, he was bold and said, how are things? Like, in a very sincere manner. Like, I was like, man, he's like, he's asking a serious question right now. So then that posed a serious answer for me. Um, so, yeah, you, you got to lean in. You have support. And it's nice, right? Like, now that you're back and you're plugged back in, like, you know, you're going to have people asking how things are going. And that's good. Um, but in that same token, that question should be reciprocated because you never know when the person asking you is really waiting for you to ask them. It, yeah, it, I man, that's what I was gonna say. I was, you know, I was gonna say on the flip side, make sure that you know that's a that's a two way two way road. I think for that, you we have to going back to what you're talking about. We have to make sure that our hearts aren't hardened. And we don't do the typical, oh, man, you know, things are good. You know, like talked about in the sermon today. Oh, just busy. Just busy. Just busy. And two, I, I think it's important the environment in which the conversation is going, right? Is, you know, if if I'm going to ask someone, 
you know, genuinely, hey man, let's have a conversation. Like, how you doing? Let's have a conversation. I'm probably not going to come at him in a really crowded area. Like some places, like sure at church, there's a lot of people around, but I mean, you can get a couple of feet away from people and just like, you know, you lean in. Hey brother. Sometimes that How's is as easy as saying, hey, I need to talk to you. And yeah. I, I, actually this happened today. It's kind of funny. Cause I tell the guy, I said, hey, I need to talk to you. And he's like, oh, okay. And like, he was ready. And I was like, well, when it clears out, like I need to like steal a minute of your time and just have a conversation with you real quick. Um, I think the heart, I want to go back before I cut you off. Sorry, man. Uh, I want to go back to you saying that, you know, the hardest part is the conversation, having the, the hard talk. I would say it's even a step before that. And the harder part is initiating that conversation because you did, right? You, sure. He came to you and, and, and asked the question, but you initiated the conversation of like, okay, yeah, I want to talk about this, whatever, you know, whatever it is, you initiated that. So like I, for me, I, I, at least personally, my opinion, like that's a harder part than actually having the conversation. It's like, you know, weight training, hardest parts getting into the gym. Once you're there, like, it's just, that's it. But the hard, hardest parts get up, go. And for you have the conversation, you know? Yeah. Um, that was, that it, it was, and as difficult because of who it came from. So that is in that same sense of like, you know, surround yourself with, with good people. It makes it a lot easier to have some tough conversations because you're already there. Um, you're like, all right, like I know that they care, they have questions, like they genuinely care how, how I'm doing, how, how my family is, how my walk with God is. Um, and you know, you never know the flip side of whatever's going on. So it's a, it's a good thing to do and to practice um, is is com- communicating with with your fellow uh, men of God um, because they they do care. Um, you know, you, you'll learn that with time, um, but it also you know you got to put in the you have to put in the time to to get to that to that um, to that level of, of trust. Um, Cause that part's that's also hard, you know. A lot of it is, is difficult, um, but then again, right? Small battle, putting in the time, right? That that goes into everything, um, like all of it. Like time, putting in the time, um, putting in the effort, which is difficult. I mean, cause like we all say we're busy, but you know, I I, I say that all the time, and I'm like. But then again, I have like lots of time. Like, there's time when I'm just sitting there watching TV, doing nothing. But that's also what I tell people I'm busy as well. Like that, I include that in I'm busy. You know, it's, it's it is what it is. Like, no need to for me to cover it up with something else. It, it's the truth. Like, there be times I'm not doing much, and I'm like I'm busy. Uh, but then there's times that I am, you know, actually busy. So. But being honest with yourself is also part of this process too. Um, like moment of truth with yourself, like where you are, what's going on. I I was just having a conversation um, a couple of days ago with uh, Mr. Mike Cole, and we were talking, and and you know, don't hold this against me, Mike, if I if I quote this wrong, <clears throat> but he was telling me how he was. Um, reading this book and it was talking about um, 
being comfortable growing in silence. And I don't know if this was the point of that statement or if this is just kind of where I took it. But then I was talking to Callie about it and I said, you know, growing in silence, you know, for me, I think that is, that is where we will make the most growth because when we're busy and we're, our minds are occupied, we're running around, we're doing this, we're, you know, doing that and, and all the other things, we're not having to face the battles we have in our minds in silence. Because when silence comes up, that's when we really have to be honest with ourselves. What is, what is the devil that I'm really struggling with right now? What is, what is really getting to me? Because if we don't ever give ourselves those moments of silence, we'll continue to push it off, right? That's what the devil wants. Yeah, yeah, keep pushing me to the side. That's fine. Keep pushing me. And he's just getting stronger and stronger. And so, you know, I think that that, that just made me think of that when you said, you know, we got to be honest with ourselves. What am I really facing? What am I really struggling with? And then be able to push the pride aside. Hey, brother, I need to talk to you. So we, we talk a lot about uh, being prideful. And pride comes before destruction, right? Um, so with that being said, we, we need to, um, you know, to be, to be humble, right, and come to God humbly, you know, understanding that we're not perfect, right? That there's a lot of things that we need to work on, but we need to humble ourselves before God and take those little things to him, right? Because the beginning of that, this whole conversation started with the thing that I think I have control over that I don't, and that's because we're prideful and we think that we have control over the situation. But the the reality of that is is that pride is what can lead to your demise and your fall. So with that being said, you, you have to um, humble yourselves before the Lord. And, you know, with being humble, plain and simple, stop resisting God, <laughs> right? Come humble and say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Like, I think I have this under control, but I, I don't. So I want to bring it to you because my my pride is going to be the demise of me in this. And so you got to find that humbleness um, and bring it before God, which it, it can be difficult without a doubt. Proverbs 22.4, true humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and a long life. It's right there, Proverbs is telling us true humility, right? We got to be humble. We got to come to the Lord humbly. Because like Alex said, you know, our... Pride comes before destruction. And the ultimate goal of the devil is destruction. Yeah, so humble yourself. What what does that look like for you, humbling yourself before God? Oh, man, I think that first and foremost, I have to recognize and acknowledge that I have no control. The only thing I have control over is surrendering myself to Jesus. Outside of that, I don't, I don't have control. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I think that's the, for me, that's the first step, right? Because again, 
I can go back and look at, you know, the course of my life and think about all these things that I thought I had control over. I had control over my anger. I had control over my emotions. I had control over my addictions. And when I look back, every single one of those things led to destruction. More times, more more than once. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would battle it. I would self-destruct. It would cause absolute chaos. And then some time would go by. Oh, yeah. I got this drinking thing under control. Lo and behold, go through a windshield at 100 miles an hour. And then, oh, I don't have control. And then time would go by. Oh, I got this drug thing under control. This is fine. And then destruction came again. And it wasn't until I, one, came to Christ, two, humbled myself. Man, I don't have control over any of this. None of it. So to that, I I see that like we're like, there's these times when, when I'm like, I have this under control, right? And then that's when I um, start to real, uh, come to this kind of like realization that um, um, I'm starting to not view this thing as a big deal. And that's when I realize how much pride there is in this situation. Because I'm like, I got this under control. It's not a big deal. Like, it was one time, it was two times, three times, four times. And then it's normal. Um, so with that, um, I, for me personally, I let it get too big before I realize that I need to humble up and talk to God about it. I let it fester and become a bigger situation than it could have been and should have been. How do you think we battle that? How do you, I mean, honestly, it's just being, it's being real with yourself, being okay to, to say that I don't have this under control, which, um, I can sit here and say, I I do that. Um, but I do it for certain things, but not other things. And that, that's just a battle. It's one that everyone has. Um, So you, you do have to, it's easier said than done. You can say, I'll take it all to God. Actually, taking it all to God is a whole nother situation of what you have going on. Because you, you, we, we do have this, I got it under control, this pride situation. It's, it's there, and we don't. But the first thing, like with everything, is uh, acknowledging the problem. So first of all, I think the first step is to acknowledge that this small thing is a thing, nonetheless, and it has to be taken to God to be resolved. And it's okay to say, hey, God, I know that um, this this thing is, isn't a big thing right now. And in my mind, it's not even that big of a deal. Um, but I know that if I continue down this road, it's going to be a bigger deal. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, Talk to God, take it to him and say, hey, this is where I'm at. Like, this is the beginning of this battle, you know, and hit it, hit it right, right in the, right in the beginning, not at the end when it's massive problem, like hit it when it's the small problem, when it's just a little bump and not a mountain 
in, in your life. So my, my question for you would be, how do you, I don't know, and maybe you don't have the answer to this, but how do you know when you've fully taken it to God? How do you, how do you know? And I'm thinking of this, let's, let's just be real, right? Let's be real. I'm thinking of this on the context when you're, when you're talking about that. And I started to, to think of, you know, we're talking about these things that we go back to that have a hold of us. But I started to think about forgiveness. And that's something that has a hold of me to to a degree, right? And so, you know, there's there's some people that did 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 some things and I I held it for years and years and years and years long before coming to Jesus. I came. I came to Jesus, and I and I started working through that, and I and I got to the, you know, I need to be more like Jesus, and I need to forgive them, and I need to take it to God, and so, you know, I did, took it to God, I forgave them, I outwardly forgave them, I told them I forgave them, but I feel like it still has a root in me, and so then it takes my brain to like. Have I really submitted it to God? Well, I can answer the that for you quickly. And it's this. If you still think it hasn't been resolved, it hasn't been resolved. That That's the first thing, right? The second thing is going to be, how do you know? I, I don't know. Because I'm going to tell you right now, like forgiveness is something that I really struggle with. Yeah. It, yeah. I have a brother in prison. Like, don't talk to him. I haven't spoken to him and since he's pretty much been in prison, um, you know, and like his situation affected some career choices for me, right? Like um, there's some things that I wanted to do in my career that I can't do because I can't get the clearance to do it because of that. Um, because there's the, the lying factor that, well, one, he could, he would get deported and, not have citizenship, which kind of causes a little bit of an issue, a hiccup. But then I have other, like things that also are are along with why I can't um, get the clearance that I want for some of the things that I wanted to do, and that's okay. Um, it wasn't in the plan for me, and that I've made peace with that part. But the part I don't think I've made peace with is um, forgiving him for the situation, right? Like I say I do, and I try to, but. I still struggle with it, so I know it's not where it needs to be. Um, and there's a lot of things like that in life. Um, and I'm sure there's people that I've, that feel the same way towards me. Right. I can't forgive him for being whatever or doing whatever. And, like, I don't know, like, I can apologize, but I don't know if that's ever going to make it go away for somebody. Because I know when I, people apologize to me, it didn't go away like that. So it is something that I struggle with. But I'm trying to make peace with it. I'm trying to move on. It's just a, a a lot bigger battle because of the amount of time that it had to to fester over the years. And it's been almost oh, 12 years now, so it's been a tough one. Um, but I let it linger for a long, long time. Yeah. So I mean, I, 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 I was molested as a kid, and I didn't say anything about it for decades. And so it was all that time that it built up and, you know, I, I faced it and I confronted it, 
and but I hold, oh man, I hold, hold, held, maybe I still do so much hate and anger, not just for the person, but for just the situation, right? And I heard the saying, holding on to hate is like drinking poison and hoping that it kills your enemy. And you know, that, that hit me and I was like, me holding on to this is only polluting me. It's only polluting my family. You know, it's not, the situation's never going to change. It's never going to go away. It happened. It's over. And so I tried to forgive it. You know, I tried to outwardly speak it. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I forgive them. I haven't forgotten, you know, that saying like, forgive, but don't forget kind of deal. And I mean, you can never forget that. But so I forgave and, you know, that it keeps coming back around. And it's one of those things like, I don't know that, how do you make peace with that? How do you forgive that? And so I feel like that's on the lines of like a stronghold that the devil has because they use it because it is, it's, it hardens my heart, which may not necessarily be affecting that person, but there's a hardened part of my heart, which is going to affect somebody else. It affects you. That I encounter, right? Which is going to, is going to be what I pour out into someone else somewhere along the line. I may snap at the kid one day because my heart's hardened over this. It's the saying hurt people, hurt people. That's what that is. Like, it's it's true, right? Like, um, there was a good few years where I was pretty pretty hurt and honestly didn't really care much for how others felt, how I treated them. So I'm well attuned to hurt people, hurt people, because I have had them say to me, what, you, you upset me, you hurt me, and... I've heard, I forgive you. I've heard, I'll never forgive you. I've heard you're terrible. I've heard it all. Um, and that's something I'm, I'm trying to work out within myself, right? Um, got it. They're never going to forgive me. I got to make peace with it. Take it to God and let God resolve it his way. But I, I need to, to make sure, one, I take it to him and that he, he resolves it. Um, and, you know, I may never hear... The, I, I forgive you, and that's okay, because that, that becomes their own battle, which I have the same ones, right? Like, there's people that I struggle to forgive. Um, there's people that I have a hard time saying, you know, I forgive you. But in the same sense, I, I say I want somebody to forgive me, but yet I still struggle to forgive someone. Like, hurt people hurt people. That, that's very true. So... Um, yeah, you, you, it's a tough battle, but then again, you have to pray about it, humble yourself up, right? Like I say, like for the longest time with my brother, I would say, I have it under control. How so? Well, I just don't talk to him. Well, that isn't under control. Right. Yeah. That's like a, a, a bandaid. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 I mean, that's exactly where I got, like, I just, that's how I, I'm it's like, no part of my life anymore. Yeah. It, it, it was, a, it, it's been a band aid for a long time and it's kind of, I'm kind of glad we're talking about it because I, I, I need to get that resolved, um, with, with myself and, and with God. And 
But th- those things exist, and people have them, and that's okay. Um, you know, um, it, it's a struggle, but it, the pride in me says I have it under control by saying I just don't acknowledge it. But the reality is, is it's the one thing that probably holds me back from some other things that God could be doing in my life. So in that sense, yeah, I need to definitely resolve that. Um, so I'll be something I'll be working on. Um, it's not going to be easy, right? It, it never is. So with that, I would say for me, like the next step is to, you know, pray about it, but, you know, take up the word of God, start reading and and seeking uh, some some uh, some knowledge from from God on how to move forward uh, because I haven't figured it out. Yeah, and I don't know how to. And it, it's not. I'm not saying that by study and, and read and pray. In the next week, it's going to be resolved. Right. It, it's a big battle now. It used to be a small battle. But I allowed it to become something much bigger because I didn't hit it in the in the in the beginning. I let it go on and on. And there's um you know, that that's normal. That happens. That's part of it of your journey. Um so for me, like that that next step is to uh, to take up the word and, and to study and to read and, and to um navigate this situation from a biblical standpoint, from the truth, the word of God, um, being the truth. That that's my next step is what I would say in this um, essence of the devil that you know. Because all those things are, it's not going to be just one thing. I mean, it's like the scripture says, put on the whole armor of God. What is the whole armor of God? It's prayer. It's scripture. It's worship. It's, I mean, time with God. It's God's people around you. It's all those things is the armor of God. It's everything that he provides you to to fight the battles. We just got to put it on. I mean, me just as much as you. You know, like we're, we're having this conversation I mean, this 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 conversation right here should be assigned to to all the men, right? We're two guys sitting right here. We same same thing, right? Not not the same situation, but we're struggling, both of us. Yeah. So like, no, nobody's alone here. Nobody's nobody's free from this. I'll put this in another little bit of a perspective. If you recall, when uh, Jesus was tempted by Satan, mm-hmm. he yeah. Resisted him yeah. the word of God. Yeah. So in that same sense, he's saying, hey, this is how you resist him. You use the, you use the truth, right? You deflect him with the truth. You push him away with the truth. And so you have to, that's why it's so important to get in tune with this, in tune with, with reading and, and uh, learning and just reading the the Bible and knowing how how to use it against Satan. Like this is your this is your um, 
your tool right here, right? Like that's your sword. That's your whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you're right. I I love how you put that. Your shield, like deflect him with this. Yeah, and that's such a good tie-in right there. I love how you. When you say when you say like, you know, it, it talks about like in the in the talking about forgiveness, right? The Bible talks about um removing uh a stump from your own eye before you remove the speck in your brothers. Like I how can I tell somebody to forgive someone when I struggle with forgiving someone? I have my own things that I need to get through, right? And like I, I need to get, get through that battle. I need to get through that battle. Because that battle has been been going on for way too long. And I can't it's hard for me to look at you and say, Kevin, you need to let that go and move on because I'm in the same boat. So to me to look across at you and tell you to do that, I can't. Because I, I haven't figured out how to do it either. So and that's okay. But I, I can tell you this that together we can figure it out. We can we can one, we can learn how the Bible wants us to handle it. How to resolve it. Right. Then we can put it to practice. And then we'll continue to put it to practice. And then when it's done and it's resolved, we'll know because God will know. We'll know. He'll let us know. Right. He'll say, hey, almost in the sense, he'll probably be like, hey, big dog, like, you did it. Gotcha. Proud of you. Like, you won that one. There's your momentum. Now let's go win the next one. Yeah. You know, just as this conversation's going on, like now I'm, now I'm thinking back to the question of, you know, how do you know when you when you fully gave it to God? And like, you're right. He's going to let you know. He He's going to let you know. There, we, we'll never be able to answer that question, but you're going to know. God's going to tell you. Your heart's going to tell you. And, you know, yeah. So I don't want to get this part mixed up. I don't, I'm not saying don't take on the big battle. No, no. All right. I'm saying take on the big battle, but don't forget about the little ones because you got to get some momentum. Right. Little battles, how I talk, yeah, what I allow to influence, what I allow to come into my life, because I don't. Is it one? Is it what I want to come out, or is it not what I want to come out? So, like, how I talk, what I put in, you know, those are some little battles that I can start winning, start getting some momentum, so that I can, um, you know, come in there and you'd be ready to face this big one. It's hard to face a big battle with no with no momentum. It's almost like it catches you at surprise, but it's not a surprise. It's been there the whole time. Yeah, you've just failed to, to acknowledge it because you've been too worried about the mountain that you've got to climb. Exactly. When you've, you forgot about the, the log that's, you know, across your path right in front of you. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you said, you know, back to the surrounding myself with, you know, am I putting in what I want to put out? And we were talking about children and children being mirrors of us, right? They, they do as we do, not as we say. We're no different. We're just, we're just well-tuned children. So we're like mirrors too. The images that we surround ourselves with is the images that we're going to put off. We just think, like you said, that we have the control over it to where, yeah, I cannot let this music affect me or I cannot let that movie trigger whatever it is that, you know. 
And so I thought I I my I just thought about that that yeah we're we're no different than children. No, it, it's as simple as saying, "Show me your five closest friends, and I'll show you who you are." Yeah, that's that has resonated with me for many years. Yeah, um, when I was at the pinnacle of of being uh, a good marine, what people would call a good marine, when I was doing well and and moving up, um, I was at the pinnacle of that in my career. I would say you could look at the five guys that I was always with were like top Marines. Like I was with like a group of like 14 guys and like all of us were just about, just about every one of us were meritoriously promoted except for like maybe two or three. So like when you looked around, you were like, man, like you're in a room full of like like studs. Like these dudes are, are getting it. But they, we were all like that. We were all the same. We all hung out all the time. So we were all in the, the mindset was the same. Be fast, be strong, be smart, know how to walk, talk, look. Like y- you just knew because that's who we were. That's who I surrounded myself with. And like that's like you could tell. Like I was this, we were all, all of us, five of us were a spitting image of each other. You were like, all of you were exactly the same. You talked the same. You nearly, well, we practically all look the same, <laughs> you know, like we talked the same, like the way, even to the sense, even the way we thought started to become the same, right? So what you put in, is it what you want coming out? And that's first, I mean, you could use that analogy across the board. I mean, you think about who do millionaires hang out with? Millionaires ain't hanging out with people living paycheck to paycheck. You know, it's, I mean, you could, you could literally, uh, for a million things, I mean, that's spot on. Show me the five people you surround yourself, I'll tell you who you are. Yeah, it's been said forever. I don't even know who the first person ever said that was, but whoever it was, clever. Very. I mean. Clever. Genius way of putting it. And it's so true. Like, I can tell you, it, it's almost like you, I don't have to meet you. Just tell me who the five closest people are, and I can give you a summary of who you are. And if I'm wrong, I'd be surprised. I would say, I would go to as far to say as those aren't the five people you hang out with all the time. Because you would be, that's who, you, that's who we become. Like, um, it's normal. Like, that's one of the things, too, like, when you say people change over time, like, who they hang around with changes, too, over the years. And, like, you'll see that. Like, if I put a different type of person in your life tomorrow, in, in a month, you will be talking and sounding more like them than you did a month ago. And scripture tells us this too, right? Scripture tells us that we're going to be whatever we put out, right? I mean, Matthew six fourteen talking about forgiveness, right? If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. Matthew six fifteen, but if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. So he's saying right there, like whatever you put out, that's what you're getting. So whatever you take in, that's what you're putting out. Like it tells us right there. So ask yourself this question. You're struggling to forgive someone. Do you want that same thing back? Right. Because that hit hard yeah. as I said it. Like as it was in my mind, that was hitting very hard. How badly I want to be forgiven. Yeah. Yet I struggle to forgive. So, I mean... There's my next step in, in my walk is getting that part figured out. 
We'll walk it together, man. Uh, we will walk it hand in hand. We will. We will. Um, and I'm I'm excited to do that because I'm I'm one. I'm nervous. It's scary, man. It is. It's scary. It's scary because it's like it's acknowledging something now. Yeah. That has been there that I don't really acknowledge because I I got it under control. Not I mean, really, but that's what I tell myself. So now I'm acknowledging that I don't have it under control, which is more scary than it was when I convinced myself I did. I mean, dude, being completely honest, I yesterday had this conversation with Mike talking about the situation. You know what I told him? What's that? Yeah, I forgave him. I forgive him. So again, just like you said, like this is, this is bringing to light, which is a scary thought that I don't have under control. What I convince myself that I have control over. I tell Callie all the time. Yeah, I mean, I forgive him, and I mean, she. I mean, she knows. She can tell by the way I react to certain things about it. Like I'm sure it's no secret. But yeah, I literally just had this conversation where I tried to convince myself again. Yeah. I got it. It's, you know, it's, it's no big deal. No, no, it's, let's be real. It's got a hold of me. Yeah. And that's, and that's okay. I'm glad uh, you acknowledge it because now we can, we, we, it can be resolved. So that's, that's a big step. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy, but you have support. You have people praying for you. Um, so if you're out there and you're just tuning into this, uh, you know, it's okay to admit that something has a hold on you. It's okay. Um, surround yourself with people who are going to help you through it, pray with you, support you, love you, and encourage you. Um, and if you don't have those, reach out. We'll talk to you. We'll, we'll pray for you. We'll be there for you. Um we want to help you and as well as help ourselves in our journey. Yeah, I mean this conversation to should should tell everybody, you know, we're on the exact same journey as everybody else, as everybody listening. I mean, we are, dude. We're sitting here hashing it out. I'm sure you can see it on my face. I can see it on yours. Yeah. This so, is not a, this is not a comfortable conversation. Yeah, so um we are normal people just like everybody else we have our own battles and struggles just like all of you so by no means am i saying we have it all figured out and we know what to do next because we don't but what i can tell you is if we talk about it we can start to um figure out the next steps figure out how to move forward but at the end of it all it's all right there in your Bible and your sword, your shield, whatever you want to call it. It's right there. That's how you're gonna that's how you're gonna win. So put down your pride. Pick up your Bible. Yo, hey, you tell them heaven is my destination. Until I reach there, I'm teaching this kingdom education. Hey, don't be scared to lay your hands on the sick. And don't be scared to cast the devil out quick. Cause your obedience will unlock a miracle, though. Don't act hysterical, radical, born again.